Hey y'all, welcome back to the Market Vibe podcast. I am so excited and low-key fangirling a little bit because this is one of my favorite Instagram creators. Cindy Zoweski is here to talk about all things content and storytelling. And if you haven't checked out her Instagram, please do so because I'm just going to brag about you for a minute. So sorry. Uh, she does such a beautiful job of communicating you know, what it takes to make a content strategy in the most creative beautiful ways. And I am so honored. Thank you so much for being here today. Well, I am so thrilled to be here and thank you so much for the kind words. That's really ultimately what I'm all about right there is just to really simplify the process for people, make it a creative experience and, you know, really put out some great content that is truly reflective of their brand and their values. I love it. Well, for anyone who might not know who you are, can you give us uh, just a little quick intro about, you know, your business, your company, and what it is that you do? Yeah. So I, I'm Cindy Zaweski, and I'm the owner of Ascent Storycraft, and I also run a membership called Content Crafters. And the the mission is the same. We're here to help people get their message out in the world, have impact online, and make profit from it too. We really want our clients on the agency side to build long term uh, communities with their brands, and you know, exist beyond this eight second of viral fame and. Really really build something that's going to last with their clients by communicating their mission, um, telling their stories, um, and really just it's the art of creating content people care about. So my background is actually not in marketing. I have a marketing degree, but um, I started as a journalist and I started um as a person who told stories and interviewed people. And I worked in really small towns, like for C, um, for NBC, CBS, ABC affiliates, but like small towns, like in the middle of nowhere, right? Where I was, a, they called it a one-man band back then. So you had to write your own story, record your own story, edit your own stories. And I also put the newscasts together because oh like- Oh my gosh. All the markets were, yeah, for like these major big companies, right? And it was so- um, it was definitely a lot. And it has so prepared me to be a creator because like back then, like that was just like so wild, like carrying around all this video equipment and editing yourself. But now I'm like, oh, I could do it on my phone. So like that was just a beautiful transition. But really like the big lesson there that I learned was when you're trying to come up with news stories and create content people care about, especially in these small towns, right? It's not like you're going to get like a breaking news story for your five o'clock, your 530 and your six o'clock newscast, and then something for 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Like it's just, so you have to like get creative and think of new ways to express the same idea. And I, I had a really like aha moment. This is back when Facebook just became available for businesses. Like before mm -hmm. that, you needed um, a college, uh, like a college uh, email account. To, oh my gosh, I remember that. Oh, we are aging ourselves, but that is so funny. Okay, sorry, continue. <laughs> yeah, like basically this is what happens. Like you get there, I'm, I'm working at an NBC station in West Virginia and, um, the, and like none of like the bigger ups care. They were like social media. Yeah, like we get it, but not really. But because I was the one who was in charge of putting out my own stories and 
creating the newscast, a lot of the social new social media hocus pocus like fell upon me. But mm-hmm. I really had it really gave me the advantage because people would comment. People would comment on the stories or they would like it. You would get some sort of reaction from it. So then you could change the story from the five o'clock newscast to the 5:30 newscast to the six o'clock and so on. So you're really getting a different angle of the story based on the questions people or this like the comments people were leaving, like what they were interested in, what their takeaway was from the story. So I could tell it in different ways, even though it quite literally was the same information that I had. Like I didn't go out and re-report that story. I didn't go get new video for that story. Like it was really just trying to find different ways to tell that story with the resources I had at a small station where I was really doing a lot on my own. Um, And that is just like the perfect, really like a perfect segue into marketing, really like just being able to create content that people care about and like listening to people and using that to inform your content. And that's so much what I do now. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. That really prepared you for then starting your own agency. Because when you are, you know, when you're a new business owner, you do everything like you do, you you wear all of the hats. So that's wild that that really prepared you for that. So then kind of talk about that journey from working for NBC, ABC affiliates to then owning your own agency. How did that come about? So it was just like a really interesting transition. I've always been like, um, I've always just been somebody who who wanted to chase my interests and like um, devote like I love writing I love storytelling and that actually like led me um, I was a political reporter for a while and I was telling stories about that um, again in small towns community journalism and I ended my career as the executive editor of a lifestyles magazine so I was doing a lot of like working with interior designers and chefs and like creating content about that and really also planning the content. Like when you're working for the magazine and you're planning out like what types of content months in advance, right? So we are, we're sitting here and we're talking now and it's October. Like if I was still working for the magazine, we would be talking about the February issue right now. Oh my gosh, that's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. So like that future casting was really come in handy, but during the pandemic, all of that stuff just you know, it's completely irrelevant. Um, yeah. you know, it's not like the company was great and it was just like, okay, like we just cannot publish this stuff anymore. It's completely irrelevant. Like it would be tone deaf to post that. So it was like, well, you still have a job, but like, we just don't know what to do with you. Mm. So, um, so that was just an opportunity for me where I was working with companies at, as, an editor of the magazine because we would do branded content sometimes and Mm. it's almost like what you see on social media but for in the magazine like we would interview an interior designer and it would look like an article but it would be an ad like they would pay for that sponsorship Mm. Uh, so all of those types of businesses like all of a sudden really needed um, an online presence where they had not needed that before they had really they depended a lot on people walking through their door or like getting exposure in magazines like the one I was that. Um, so when all that stopped, they all of a sudden had to start paying attention to their digital presence. Mm. And I just so happened, like I, um, I just so happened that I, I went back to school during that time while I was 
in that editor position to get my degree in marketing, which I like, honestly, like I was like, I feel like I know marketing because of like all the different positions I held, but I wanted to put a formal degree on it. And I really learned a lot getting that degree, especially about SEO and things like that and that nature. Um, and being able to apply it for those businesses during the pandemic. And I really, I sort of thought it was temporary. I never set out to start a business. I was just like, I'm doing this in the meantime. We're trying to figure things out. We don't know what the state of the world is going to be. And uh, it just really ended up becoming such a perfect fit where I was able to help these businesses. I was getting a lot out of it. And um, when the time came to like, okay, like we can go back full time, like it just wasn't even something that I considered. I actually ended up start like officially starting the business in September of uh, 2020. Um, and it just took off from there. And it's been it's been quite an evolution going from that freelancer mindset to owning an agency. And I don't even necessarily call it an agency for, I, I, for me, it's more like a collective because the people who work at my company also own their own businesses and they're usually the face of their businesses as well. Um, so it's really about bringing on their expertise. I'm like such a lover of small businesses and like, I, I see the heart and the soul that goes into it. That's like one of the reasons why I love what I do because people are so passionate. Um, and I think that that's really nice because our agency actually operates more like a magazine would operate where like oh. they go, like the client as the publisher, me as executive editor. And then I have like a team of other freelancers and consultants that are really good at what they do. And I go like we come up with the game plans together. We interview. We basically interview the client like I'm doing a full rundown as if I were a reporter just like with my marketing cap on. And, uh, we're distilling all that information out of them and then we're turning it into content. So I take that information, I talk to my team and we basically build out a plan based on everything that the, the client is saying and then our expertise. And then I just, I go in, I make the edits that I want to make and then um, they, the client has final approval. So it really does literally run like the exact way it ran at my magazine because that's really the only business experience I had, the only management experience I had before. But I find that the clients really like it and they feel very involved with it, which is great because they are, you know, they are so busy, but they do want to have a say in their marketing and they do want to get their thought leadership out there. And what I find is that so many business owners are like, they're just a bit tongue-tied. They're mm -hmm. like, we're a little too close to the magic to see like our own genius. So like, they just kind of need some help bringing that out. And um, that's what we do. And that's what I teach people to do inside the membership as well. So it's just been like kind of this evolution and definitely like some hard periods of growth of like, do I want to, like I'm a solopreneur, do I want this, like do I want to employ employ people like that's a lot of pressure and like really like figuring it out as I go and it's been three years and like they've just, it's been very exciting three years um but yeah that that's been like the the progression like I always feel like it's an evolution yeah oh yeah that's so true and it's just wild how 
you know, things happen the way that they're meant to happen that you didn't realize like, oh, I decided to get this marketing degree because it prepared me for what I was going to be doing. And I totally feel that at my first like touch with social media, I got an internship with lulus.com. They were based in the town where I went to college. And that was like my first taste of everything, social media, running an e-commerce company, just like all of the details. And I was like, whoa, I had no intention of going this way in my career, but I just happened to get that internship. And I it completely changed the trajectory of where I thought I was going to go. Because I'm with you. I majored in English with the intention of like, I'm going to get hired at the San Francisco Chronicle. Like that was my big dream. And then, you know, I got this internship and was like, wow, I like this and I'm really good at this. I I think I'm going to go for it. So I think it's wild when you can, maybe in the moment you can't really see what's happening, but it's when you look backwards, you're like, oh, I've been taking these steps the whole time. So I've been preparing for this moment. (laughs) It sounds so beautiful in retrospect, but when you're going through it, it's a little bit chaotic. Uh, Yeah. And scary and terrifying. And you just want to throw up with, so yeah. You, if you're feeling scared and like you want to throw up, you're probably on the right track. So yeah, it's probably, that's like a good thing for a business owner. If you're nervous, like you're probably doing the right thing. Like it's, uh, it's definitely one of those, uh, like rules of life. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Well, so I discovered you, uh, Michael and I both discovered your profile and we were hooked instantly. And obviously you're known for your storytelling, but one of the, some of the videos that I really loved the most were the ones where you were writing out strategy and writing just really beautiful videos where you were writing down three tips to make great content or four tips to do this. Those were the, that was the contact that content that attracted me the most. How did you come up with that idea? Because I literally do it. Like, honestly, like I, I don't like to start on a screen. Um, Usually a lot of like the strategies that I'm coming up with and a lot of the ways I'm processing information, I'm usually doing it on a piece of paper Mm. to begin with. Um, So like a lot of the times I'm like, oh, like I'm reverse engineering. I'm like, how do I, how do I get here? And this is like the resources I have, but how do I get to my goal with the resources I have? And I'll build it out on paper and I'll like, you know, I'll scribble it out and I'll try again. But like, for some reason, like it's just for me, it's more freeing to write by hand. So just um, really getting to share that process has been uh, that's that's been fun for me. But I think that like that's one of those like marketing things that it's like about like reflecting your values and your content. And it's about like, for me, what that means is like, you you practice what you preach, you're not just telling people to go do something like it's you're telling them that because it's the way that you do it. And you think that it might be helpful. So like literally showing people like, this is how I map out content, and you could do it too. Um, Like that is that is just like, what I wanted to convey, like, you know, it doesn't always have to be like this click up funnel. And it's like, uh, like really aggressive marketing tactics that you can kind of see out there. Like for me, I'm mostly working with, you know, solopreneurs, small business owners, people who are just genuinely passionate about doing what they're doing. And like, of course we want them to make money, but like really they're ultimately doing it because they are super passionate about it and they are talented about it. So for me, like I, I, I love to write pen to paper. Like I do it every morning and um, I'm like happy to be able to share that part of my process. 
That's beautiful. So that's part of your creative process. Yeah, because something about it felt so raw and organic and just real. And I think that's something that's lost. I remember a few years ago, I was chatting with a gal who is a photographer. And I was like, I bet you people are going to like the next trend is going to be film. I bet you anything it's going to go backwards because I think people are realizing, especially on social media, we've manufactured these connections and everything feels very like manufactured. I would say is like the best word to describe it. Everything feels so meticulously placed. And I think going back to doing something so raw and just simple. There's like so much power in simplicity. And I think that's what I really loved about it. And Michael was like, have you seen this? And I was like, yeah, I saw that on my for you page on my other account. And I absolutely loved it. And it looked like it received a huge response as well. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I built that account again, like that account was just like a whole, like unexpected, like amazing thing that happened because when I was starting out and again, just an interesting perspective of it, like I had the clients already when I started and I was freelancing because they came with me from the magazine and then like word of mouth got around. So I was working really locally for a long time and I was in retainer contracts with them too. So it's like for the first like year, like I was under no obligation to sell on Instagram. I was literally, I, I just got to show up and teach and, and do what I want. And I've noticed that that like has like now has like turned into sales and like, that's been awesome. But like, for me, like, it's always been about like showing up and providing value there. And I really, I really found like, I found a, a great community there. And I've just been like, super fortunate to have that account. But uh, yeah, I think that, that just goes back to like, I would say, like, post what you're passionate about, post the things that you care about, people will care about it, too, if you care about it. And I think that my account is a perfect example of that. Yeah. And you'll find the people who care about those things too, and they will find you, you know, like we're multifaceted human beings. There's so many layers to us. We, we like so many things. And I think there's been an interesting conversation recently about social media. I mean, you go on and you're just sold to constantly. And I personally believe that it, uh, like it, it's starting to wear its way, wear itself thin, in terms of people going, the reason why they're going to consume. And I think that you touched on something really powerful. That's like, social media is a place where you can go and teach, you can provide value, you can really share your story, who you are, and ultimately connect. I think it's important to remember that social media is to bring us together. And what brings us together is connection. So um, how would you and I know that you are like the queen of storytelling. So for people who are listening, what would you say if they're struggling with like their messaging or they're just struggling to tell their story, where would you suggest that they start? Honestly, like if you're really like kind of struggling, I would really get out that piece of paper and and give yourself a, a guided brain dump. Mm-hmm. Give yourself like, okay, like why am I doing what I'm doing? Like why does my expertise make a difference? Like who am I helping? Um, I think that, you know, we kind of get like I again just maybe it's just because I don't have the mark like the marketing background like a traditional marketing background but when you're a journalist like you 
you're always thinking about the reader, but like you're thinking, okay, like what matters to the reader, like the stakeholders and the story and the advice and like what kind of action can they take, like the news you could use. So I always thought about that. Like I always thought about the reader first and like what kind of messages do they need to hear? So like it's not an overcomplicated message, right? It's usually just something simple. And I think people are afraid of simple messages because they're like, it's not enough. It's not good enough. Mm. But like the simplicity is what's memorable and like being able to tell it your way like if you're like you know I like I always say like if you're struggling to find like your ideal client so to speak you're just really thinking about the person that you serve best like if you work with somebody who is the type of person that's going to be like in the position to get the most out of working with you on that service. Like, so thinking about them when you're writing, like I, I writing for one person really is a, is a great way to do it because you just don't overwhelm yourself. But like, so who is the person that's going to best benefit from reading your post or from purchasing your service and thinking about that. And then like, when you're thinking about your message, I always like, for me, I, like you can complicate it in marketing, like you people love to complicate it. Um, like, and they're like, well, you have your USP and your message. And I'm like, yeah, like that's all really great. But like in real life, like it's really, for me, it's much easier to make sure that your positioning is a part of your message. So like thinking about like what you do, like why it makes you different, like who, who does it serve? Like if you could think about like those three things as you go to craft your message, and kind of brain dump around it, like you'll start to be able to like put almost like put the puzzle pieces together. So you're like, you're coming up with like, like almost like just like a guiding overarching light. Like I call it like a North Star message, could be a brand message or brand statement, Um, but really just going in there, like, why do you do the thing you do differently? Who are you best serving? And, um, you know, like, like what, like big, what you do, of course, like what you do, who's it for? And like, what makes you different? I think that those questions, like as you're starting to brainstorm your messaging are really great places to start. And I definitely encourage people not to overcomplicate it. And if you have like, if you're just like, oh my God, I don't know, like, um, you know, you could ask your like former clients, like, Hey, like, why did you pick me? Like, don't, I think people are afraid to ask their clients for feedback in that Mm -hmm. way, but it's actually really helpful. And like, honestly, the clients are usually happy to say like, Hey, why did you pick me over like the 4,000 other social media managers that popped up on your feed today? Um, Like what, like, why was it me? And like really asking that, like that could really help you in your own messaging and testimonials are great for that too. Like pulling out that verbiage from testimonials could really help you craft a message because again, like we want it to be through the eyes of the person consuming it, right? Like if they're telling you like, this is like what I thought like made you special for my brand, like that's something that you can capitalize it and be like, oh, I never thought of it that way. Because again, sometimes we are too close to our own genius Mm. and our own magic that it really does help to have that outside perspective. And then you could like tweak it or discard it as you, as you see fit. Yeah, definitely. I think people think like when they, especially if they're trying to do their own social media, there's so much advice out there. It's easy to get really lost and overwhelmed and overcomplicated. But I think just like you said, if you can just come back to why you're doing what you're doing, who you want to help and how you can help, 
I think start there. And then I think there's so much power in sharing about yourself as where and as well and sharing your story and how you got to where you are, especially if you don't have any clients yet and you have the transformation is within you, start with your transformation. Then as you work with people, share that transformation. Um, but I think that connect, like I said, connection is the main thing. It's that that human element has to have there. And I totally agree with you about the USP and then your main offer. Of course those are, I use North star as well. That's like your North star. That's the thing that you're pointing at. And of course that's where your website comes in and your sales pages come in to really sell that. But I think social media is where people get that first human connection with you, especially if it's a thought leader or solopreneur or something like that, um, or a service-based business owner, creating that connection first, that first like uh, emotional element then selling once they get to know you because you have to build trust anyway. So why not take the time to let people get to know you, communicate what your values are, and then connect from there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I think you're totally right there. Like I got like getting people to know the transformations. Like if I like when I talk to my when I when I like break out content pillars or something and I'm talking to my clients, like I always say like their areas of expertise are the transformations that they provide. Like end of story. Like I'm not going to complicate it. Like, you know, like I know that there's there's so much out there, but my like I don't go to my client and be like, here's like the problem aware content that we're going to put out. Yeah. Like, I want to talk to them about like the store, their stories. I want to talk to them about like the transformations that they're giving, like what makes them uniquely qualified to provide that transformation. And honestly, I feel like content like that sells itself because social mm-hmm. media content is not direct sales content. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not like. Content marketing isn't direct sales. It's basically, it's allowing you to build the trust that you need to make sales. Um, It's not something like you're going to post about your program and like sell out overnight. Like when you're, when people do a launch and people say that they have like these $10,000 launches and things like that, that's awesome. Like we've, we've had them for clients. I've had them myself, but you know, it's not the week of the sale, right? Like that's really not what's making the difference at that point. Like they're really just getting educated about the product and how it fits into their life. But I've done all that work to get them to even want to care about this process, like months in advance. Like I've showed up for three years straight and like, they understand me. I'm not going anywhere. I'm providing value. So then when the offer is there for them to buy, it becomes a no brainer. Mm -hmm. Um, That's that's ultimately what we're trying to do. Yeah. Oh man. I totally agree with you because I think when people say, Oh, I had this launch and I had, you know, X amount of dollars, like from this launch people, they're forming it in that they're forming it in the way of this week I made X amount, but you're so right. You haven't seen the giving and giving and serving that has led up to a launch like that. It's so true. That's like Gary V talks about. You need to deposit, uh, you know, a fair amount until you can withdraw and ask for a sale. And I think now in this day and age, 
the more that you can serve before you sell, like just hold off as long as you possibly can, the better. Cause you're so right. Like people will find our personal content and be like, Oh, I just love you guys. Oh, you have a, you have a marketing agency. I need help. Or I have a friend who needs help. And that personal element has brought in so much business without even having to directly sell. So I totally agree with you. Um, One thing I wanted to ask you was, what do you think create, what do you think entails good storytelling? What, as coming from a journalist and now working in social media, especially online where there's just so much content out there, what do you think makes good content and good storytelling? Great storytelling always is like just the ability to connect. Honestly, Mm -hmm. like that's really, really what it comes down to. It's the ability to convey a message in a way that connects with people super quickly. Like that's ultimately like what it comes down to. And I think the ways that we do that is just by, you know, being being relatable. And I almost like hesitate to say that because I don't want to like give advice about like be authentic or whatever, but like, <laughs> but, but like really like what it is, it's like, can you put like, can they see themselves in your shoes or your client's shoes? Or can they like, can you tell a concept in a way that's like brings it home to them? And that's why storytelling comes in so so well, right? It's just like, it's the ability to make a concept relatable. Like if I told you, you know, Jill, plan your content. Like, okay, thanks. I've heard that one before, Cindy. <laughs> Great, thank but you. Like, yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> so like me writing a post, like, like pro tip, plan your content. Like, duh. Okay, like, thanks for that. But if I start to tell you, you know, the story about like, hey, like, if you're a solopreneur, and you really want to get your thoughts out there, and you really want to scale your business, and maybe you don't want to spend your whole life creating content for Instagram, you should really start planning your content. Because once I started planning my content, I used to wake up every day, and I would make an Instagram post from scratch. And I could do that when I started, because I was, you know, just starting out, didn't have a lot of clients. It was during the pandemic, I had a lot of extra time I could spend this time on that so like for me it was working working but if I wanted to ever get out of that day-to-day if I wanted to do something more and look beyond of what was just in front of me I had to start planning my content mm-hmm. I had to get strategic and start putting out a out content that was taking people on a journey and it was great for my mental health because it would free up some extra space like I would never be able to have a membership I would never be doing speaking events I would like never be taking you know like time off like if I was just kept if I just kept myself in that cycle of day to day like literally being in it day to day and I also think that and I know that some people always say about like batching content they don't like to batch content because it feels like distant, like they just want to like kind of post something and like have it feel fresh. But I actually think that like when you are a business owner and you are a thought leader, you should write down your ideas and give it a minute to breathe mm-hmm. um, and take a look back at it and just make sure like, is this really what I want to say? Is this my thought leadership, you know, and then turning that into a blog and, you know, really having the foresight of like how to leverage that communication in different ways. Like, uh, like when I set up my content pillars, like I always like, 
they are not just subtopics, right? Like they include like, what's my unique perspective on this topic? What is a story I could tell about this topic that's going to make it more interesting than plan your content? Um, Like what are ways that I could say this thing? And like, I could tell that on social media through Instagram, but I could also get up on a stage and talk about that too, because Mm. like, that's like the con the concepts don't change. My messages stay the same. Like in marketing, of course, we have to repeat ourselves so much. Like, but you know, that helps keep me, that's what keeps everything on brand, so to speak. Right. Like I, I can hit all my points and, uh, give that perspective to the reader and I'm not reinventing the wheel all the time. Like I think that, you know, that's what allows you to really scale your business. And ultimately like what I find is like, if you start a business, like you're probably multi-passionate, you probably want to do other things than just the one thing you started with. So the only way to do those other things or explore new avenues, like, well, you know, marketing your business and staying consistent online, like we all know that we need to do, it's just an expectation at this point. It's not even like advice. It's just like, you have to do it. Um, like the only way to do that is to really get clear on your messaging. So you could like execute these things. So you're not stuck in your day to day. Yeah. Oh man, so good. And I would just add, I think good storytelling is honest. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like you don't have to try and be someone else. You don't have to, especially, you know, if you're a solopreneur, thought leader type of service-based business owner, I think you just have to be yourself. And like people will connect with that raw realness of you and not, you know, this manufactured version of you. And I think it's, if you're starting to freak out and overcomplicate it, just be yourself. And I know that sounds so cliche and so simple, but like you said, there's beauty in simplicity. And I think that with the popularity of social media and being in business on social media, obviously, because it's a necessity, we think that we have to be these, just like these other people who have had success. But if you're looking at someone and they've had success, they are successful because they are doing something that feels authentic or real or natural to them. So you take that and think, okay, what's natural to me and do that. I think that's so beautifully said. I really think that that is like what it ultimately boils down to, right? Like being able to do something like for me, like I always want it to feel good. Like, and I want it to feel like an extension. I think that that's like a really great way of putting it. Um, think what you said is so powerful too. It should feel good. And if you are resenting doing it, it's going to reflect in and how people receive it too. I completely agree. And again, like, this is like one thing that I say all the time, like if you hate making content, like if you're hating making your content, like there's something wrong there Um, because you shouldn't be hating your message that much. You shouldn't be struggling that much with figuring out what to say to your audience. Like you, like, it really is a matter of like, again, like if you can go back and brain dump some things, like I bet like you, you know, a lot of stuff in there and um, like, it's just kind of a matter of getting it out onto paper and like voicing that, um, like like and again like that I know that's like it sounds simple I know it's harder um set like it's harder to do than it is to say like you know you have a great idea but then you don't know how to turn it into content and yeah that takes some practice it takes practice it takes experimenting it takes time like nobody is great at it 
But, you know, really, I think like if you just commit yourself to doing what feels good to you, sharing messages that feel good to you, sharing things that are helpful, you know, leading with service, um, uh, really like just showing people that you do have their best interests at heart and you're there to share something you're passionate about and, um, you know, through your through your teaching and through your work and that um, that really shines through. People can definitely people know if they're people are out there just to get the sale, you know, like we're, we're so wise to that now. Yeah. Well, oh my gosh, this was amazing. I could keep talking with you for hours. I mean, cause we're both, you know, marketing nerds. So we could probably talk about like the philosophy of marketing and where we're going as a society. So uh, I just, this has just been an, an amazing conversation. I always love talking with other people who are either work in social media or work in marketing because they understand and can see the, uh, process, uh, and just, it, it, it is super interesting when you, when you boil it all down too. So, yeah. Yeah. But- I love to talk about this too. So- <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. And if you're watching the video, her dog just made a cameo and it was really cute. <laughs> Molly's here. Molly has embraced us with her presence. Oh, we are so blessed. <laughs> well, um, if people want to connect with you, if they want to find you, uh, where can they find you? And then do you have anything coming up that they could uh, you know, work with you in any capacity? Yeah, well, um, you could always find me at cindyzaweski.com. That's probably the easiest place because that's where all the links are to my social media. Um, I'm Addison Storycraft um, on Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest. And if you'd like to work more with me and learn how to put your ideas into content that clicks with your audience. We have a membership and um, basically walks you through on how to build your own content strategy. So you don't have to like refer to the, the Instagram gurus. Like you re- learn, we give you the foundation so you can learn how to trust yourself and trust your, trust your marketing and, and, and do it in a way that makes it feel good for you. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Cindy, for being here. I super appreciate it. This was such a great conversation. I had the best time, Jill. Thank you so much for having me.